Previously on Steambox Versus, Bruce Leroy, the last dragon, shared the glow. The Iron Sheep broke backs and made us humble. Michio Kaku showed us how to find dark matter. Samus and Megarad led a rap battle for the ages, and we plunged into virtual reality in Ready Player One. Will Steambox make it back to Ghibli in Japan? Will the Boston Celtics dunk on us? Will the Dragon Ball Z narrator ever join the crew? Stay tuned and find out on Steambox Versus. All right, this is Roberto. You're back with another Steambox podcast. Today, I'm with my Highlander Charter School crew. Uh, Highlander crew, please say what's up to the world. What's up? Hey. Yo, this is this is crazy because this podcast, y'all had this podcast, right? This year, y'all are doing big things. Manguko Salami is going to do some big things. Uh, this podcast has been hot. The conversations that we've had in here have been dope. Um, and last year... We were numbered one in the world for 17 straight weeks. I know I talk about that all the time, but these things wouldn't have happened if students hadn't built it and put the foundation down. So today in the house, we've got Elaine Colado. She was one of those, uh, am I saying the name right? Cause I'd never, I always just called you. Collado. There you go. That's what I was wondering actually. <laughs> uh, Collado. I appreciate that. Um, she was one of the she was the first Steambox student before Steambox. She was working with me at previous organizations, and at those organizations, I had a little bit of imposter syndrome because I felt like uh, I'm this Puerto Rican like director of this program, and I almost felt like I didn't belong. Somebody actually made me feel like I didn't belong. So I packed up my toys, I left, and I said, uh, Elaine and all the people around her, I was like, I'm going to build this work around the work that you guys are doing. That's why we have this podcast today. Like, this is in part thanks to Elaine. Elaine's DNA is in this podcast. Like, it won't pass forensics, right? Like, if there's a murder and then they try to get the DNA off of the podcast. Anyway, you know what I'm saying. Elaine, hi, welcome. <laughs> hi. Thank you for having me. It has been 10 years. It's yeah. been 10 years. Uh, it's been a wild 10 years for Steambox. And you went in a different path in those 10 years. And you went on to become uh, Miss Teen Rhode Island. And then uh, Miss Miss Rhode Island, and then a runner-up for Miss USA, a runner-up. Like, let me say this again. <laughs> it wasn't uh, exactly a runner-up. Was it like but third third runner-up? No, that was. Oh, you're thinking about different packages. Oh, my bad. Oh, that's sorry. okay though. Different packages. I made it to Miss USA. Okay. Which is the biggest pageant. Um, it goes up. It leads up to the biggest pageant in the world in this universe. So. It's, a, it's an accomplishment. So I appreciate you for acknowledging that. Thank you. That's, that's, that's some wild stuff. I wish we have one student who left this school recently and she has like, uh, she has ambitions around uh, beauty and modeling. Um, so shout out to Cynthia. I wish Cynthia was still here. Uh, say what? I said rest in peace. <laughs> She's not dead. Uh, <laughs> one of the things, when I talk about her being the, like an OG Steambox student, uh, one of the things I want to point out is, um, how she really created a lot of what Steambox is doing today, not just the podcast because she was part of the web journalism program and that's where it came from, but also, and I don't know if you've ever been in a space that somebody makes you feel like you don't belong in the space, maybe because it's a boy's space, maybe because it's a girl's space, maybe because the color of your skin. But um, I was on a trip 
with Elaine and some of the other students, and we were at MIT. Oh, that was so fun. At MIT, everybody was acting a certain way, right? There's a certain level of seriousness that every... But Elaine was riding... Elaine was doing piggyback with somebody. <laughs> we were, like, hanging out and having a good time. And I was like, yo, this is... Like, she really... Elaine helped center me. That trip helped center me about belonging in weird spaces like MIT and made me feel like we could be our goofy selves yeah. no matter where we are. Do you remember that trip? I'll never forget that trip. Wow. Because I have never seen anything like that like that place is so cool and i'm from providence so i never really got out and saw anything outside of providence um until i joined your program that was the, the start of it and then two years later was when i won mr Island teen and that was when i really started to see outside or a world outside of providence but it all started here really in providence from providence you guys from providence yeah. Yes. Most of you? All yeah. of you? I think all. Okay. It's probably East Providence, same thing. I'm from East Providence. I'm from North. I see the same thing. There was one of my students a couple of years later, uh, and we went to a restaurant, and the student was struggling with the menu, and I was like, yo, what's the, I know you can read. What's, what's happening? <laughs> uh, the student had never been to a restaurant before, so didn't understand, like, what? And those are the things that I forget. I take for granted those, those things that maybe some of the students haven't really been around. And next week, for the third time, I'm traveling with uh, a dozen students to Tokyo next week. What? This podcast, we're going to do this podcast at Studio Ghibli and a whole bunch of other things. Like, we really going out of this town. Wow. <laughs> I talk to people in your generation of the program uh, all the time. And one of the things is uh, they tell me that they're, je <laughs> they're jealous of what we're doing now. But I'm like, yo, we, the true story. I'm a little jealous. We cannot do the things that you guys are doing now. We can't do Manguko and Salami without the work that you put in. So I just want to say thank you. We all want to say thank you. We're happy to have you here. Uh, can you tell me about one of the experiences that you had with Steambox? And then I'm going to get completely away from Steambox. I'm going to go into other questions. Okay, yes. So with Steambox, the first things that we got to do was build a robot. <laughs> and I am I love computers, like anything computer. So it was the first time that I got to really just explore that and have fun and, and learn something outside of school in an after-school setting that later turned out to be a just a just a kind of like a landmark or like a check mark in my life because it just inspired me the program just really inspired me to like aim further and that was actually one of the reasons why I, I wanted to do Miss Rhode Island USA because I wanted to uh, give back to the Providence community and also show the girls of Providence that they too can win a competition at this level. I was second person, a second Afro, the first Afro-Latina in history, second Dominican to ever win. Wow. The first one had won 13 years before I had won. And um, she was also from Central, uh, she was from Classical actually, but she grew up in South Central, uh, South Providence um, in the Central area. So yeah, it was just, Everything you guys are doing just lines up with my platform that I've been able to um, pursue with my title. So it's really awesome. We talk about representation being important a lot on this podcast. I love when we had um, a non-binary Marvel Comics writer on the podcast and uh, also Dominican um, from uh, from New York. And all of these things, I like. I really feel like maybe I wouldn't have felt like an imposter at MIT 
if I had somebody before me who I could see in that kind of position, maybe I'd feel a little less like an imposter. Uh, what's your question? No, I was just going to say, I really wish that you could like sneak me into the suitcase. So maybe I can go to Tokyo. You trying to go to Tokyo? I did talk to this group about it earlier in the year. I was like, yo, we, we, this is the thing that we said no. You said no. Yeah, all of you said no except Ooh, Billy. And I said yes. Y'all said, y'all said you couldn't do, we talked about it. It was coming up quick. I dropped it. Billy was like, yo, I'm down. And then Billy came back and was like, my parents said no. I'm super down. I just have to convince my mom. You got to convince your mom. You're also going to need a passport by this Friday oh, and a plane ticket. Yeah, uh, <laughs> all right, you got it. I Yo, uh, this, it's, it's very expensive, but we're going to talk about Elaine, not uh, the trip right now. Although if you have questions about the trip, we'll be happy to talk about that later. Go ahead. So I want to hear more about the web series thing you were doing before Steambucks. What was that all about? So what we did in Steambox, we actually branched. So when we started the web series, that was kind of the year that I had aged out. But one of the things we did do was um, it was mostly just with computers and learning to build and um, also finding out like cool things that you're interested in. A lot of the, um, I just feel like we're so deprived of inspiration. <laughs> coming from the Providence School Districts. So that was just something that really inspired me to be excited about learning again. Do any of you feel like you hate science class? Um, no, but I don't, it doesn't feel like- I used to, I used to not, I used to not love it. For sure. The teachers, I'd be like, the teachers ruined the whole thing. Uh, don't forget, nice and loud. When, when we get into that, I felt that way too. I was at classical and I hated it. And I felt that way the whole time. Um, also lack of representation. I never had a, 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 any teacher of color through my entire, like all the way through college. Um, Gosh, we neither. Right? My first uh, teacher of color was in a senior year actually. At, was it central or? Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. Um, that, was, that was one of those things that was interesting to me, but the idea of we can build robots and do all this other stuff, it makes me forget the science books. It makes me forget the things that I'm, you know, the things that the teacher has me learning um, on their curriculum because I'm, I'm learning around the things that I actually want to build. So when Steambox has expanded in other schools beyond the podcast, we're able to do those things and build some really cool things. A group just after you in the same place uh, launched a balloon to space and took a photo of the Earth. And that was oh pretty gosh. dope. Uh, That's so cool. So I'm sticking with the questions. What's your question for Elaine? Collado. Thank you. Is, is the word space of like the pageants toxic? Um, it can be, but it's all about what you make of it. Um, I learned really fast that like if I allow it to, it can totally be toxic. So one of the things that I tried to do was to not look at the other contestants' Instagram pages. Because they're very beautiful. They're all very smart. Um, I'm an actress, so I, you know, i pursuing a career in arts. A lot of these girls were uh, studying to be lawyers and doc in medical school. So I had a lot of imposter syndrome a little bit at Miss USA. And because I didn't come, a lot of these girls come from very successful families. Like, um, uh, they're both, uh, both parents at home. Um, parents were successful doctors and lawyers. So uh, I felt like, ooh, do I belong here? Because my parents came from, you know, from the Dominican Republic. They were very poor. And 
but I'm here. So I, I just felt that imposter syndrome, but it was all related to money and money doesn't define who you are. Your past doesn't define who you are. So one way I did that by not, com not allowing the, it, the toxicity to ruin me was to not compare myself to the other beautiful and accomplished women because we're all on different paths and I wanted to just really be proud of who I am and what I've become and where I'm, the goals I have and the, uh, like what I've done in my life and bring that to the table instead. Were there, were there beliefs? There wasn't any belief. Wow. This year. That means she was this, bullied. No. <laughs> this year there was not any belief. All right. Yeah. This was, what's your question for Elaine? Before I ask my big question, I want to ask it there real quick. Um, this is not real quick. Oh my God. <laughs> right. So I usually ask about like people's, how they, like their background and stuff. Yeah. But I want to know what you plan on doing for the future. Like, So I am so passionate about film. I actually started uh, filmmaking when I was 12 with a program, it's called After Zone. And that was where those first time, like I picked up a camera, those first time I learned how to write a script and write a storyboard. So I directed my first film at 12. And it was about a student in my class. It's based on a true story about a kid in my class who overcame the pressures of getting into drugs and selling it. Because that was going on in my middle school, which is really sad. Um, yeah, and it still goes on today. Uh, but I, I had witnessed that firsthand. And then, um, so I wrote it. It was like a uh, inspirational story, like how he, you know, uh, decided to walk away from that and then he focused on school and started to get good grades and then fell in love with learning and his just whole the trajectory of his life completely changed so he was on his way to destruction and he just changed that by focusing on school you remember this yeah all right i like action zone a lot i'm kind of upset that i missed out on it because i only went to public school for like a year mm -hmm. so i was in the program and then i had to leave because i came here but now you're at this program. Yeah, I mean, this is awesome. Things worked out at the end. Yeah, they did give us they did give us a lot of love. We were talking about what's the best thing in the school, and then it had to be like, all right, besides Team Bucks, and then they were like, uh, we like this teacher. Uh, what was the follow up? Um, it was I remember the the other question. Do you believe everyone is beautiful in their own way? Yes. Or, I was gonna ask you if you thought there are ugly people. No, I think that there are people that have ugly attitudes and uh, maybe ugly personalities. But I think beauty is not your outside appearance. I think it's uh, your heart. Like, I really believe um, uh, I, um, I'm actually a youth pastor right now. And we talk a lot about like um, the inspiration of like uh, being generous and um, treating everybody equally. The same way you would treat the CEO of a company, you would treat the janitor of the, of the company the same way. Um, and loving others and just the generosity part is big. Cause it's, you know, caring for those who can't care for themselves. Um, and, and that I feel like when you are giving back to your community or serving the homeless, we do a lot of that. Um, it just gives you a sense of belonging and a sense of purpose. And I think that's the most beautiful thing a person can be is someone who's generous and loving and not so much the outward appearance. You think there's beauty in everybody? I'll let you think on that. What's your question for Elaine? Um, I have my only question that I could think of, taken by that guy over there. 
Yeah, that's so why we prepare for podcasts oh. ahead of time. It's not really my and <laughs> and almost everybody here has an A. Um, <laughs> if you could write a book, movie, or TV show about anything, what would it be? Oh, I love that question. I would write about my grandma's story. Uh, she grew up in the Dominican Republic, but in the very rural area. Um, and what does rural mean? It's like a, it's like, it's like, the, like the, away oh. from the city, like yeah. away from just so far away from civilization. Like she didn't have a normal upbringing. She was she didn't have her first pair of shoes until she was sixteen. She also grew up in the Trujillo era. He was a dictator in the Dominican Republic that um, was trying to eliminate people who were very dark skin. And my grandma actually stood up and she like fought with a, like against police brutality at a very young age. And she ended up having a child at 19 with a guy who had a citizenship in the US. And that was literally the how our whole family was able to come to the US and escape extreme poverty. And I want to write a story about that because I feel like Hollywood needs Hollywood would benefit from seeing a story of of um, how a lot of people come to America, how people migrate here and they leave the um, just the hardships in their countries. And I, I think that that would be a really amazing story to tell. Shout out to Abuelita. What's her name? What's your grandma's Rosa. name? Rosa. She actually won a woman of the year. She was uh, appointed by uh, uh, Lieutenant Governor Sabina Matos. Oh, yeah. Um, and on Women's Day, March 8th, she won an award. Rosa de Gracia Perez. Yeah. Which is really cool because it's the same year that I won Miss Revelin. Yeah. And I couldn't be there for the event, which was so disappointing. But I thought it was just so cool that she won that. And she actually got to go back to DR and go to the palace, like where the president, yeah. uh, like the their version of the White House. And that is a full circle moment because she literally was living. Uh, like working and as a child to take care of her siblings at a young age at five, just five years old. And she went from that to going to the the palace where the president is, you know, yeah. in the Dominican Republic because of my, her daughter, my aunt, who is also a, an elected official in Rhode Island, the first Dominican senator in history. Abuelita's VIP. Who's, the, who's your aunt? Ana Quesada. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We met. Um, did you have a follow-up? It looked like you had a follow-up. Uh, okay. Who's going to play you in the movie, uh, in you in the movie of your life? Huh? I was thinking about, like, you know that one guy, like, Franklin Pierce, who pretty what? no fault? I would definitely oh, want him okay. to do that. If he could, like, put in, like, some action for real, though, because we kind of boring. <laughs> is, that, is that the dude from Hamilton? That's that... the guy from, like, Snowfall. Does he Snowfall. have long hair? He sells drugs. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. okay. So you don't care who plays you as long as it's a drug dealer. This is what I'm hearing. Is that, is that what's happening? <laughs> That's the answer. What's your question for you, Um, My question is, what's the worst or best advice you ever received? Well, you know, the worst advice... Um, you know, the worst advice I've ever received, it, it's linked, it's connected to beauty. And I feel like we've come a long way with the beauty industry embracing women of color. But it was always like, oh, you should put a weave in or like, oh, you should put on green contacts. And it's like, well, I like my brown eyes and a weave is great, but 
it's okay to switch it up and wear my curly hair. If I wear a weave and people love it, and then when I wear my curly hair, I get some compliment, like some compliments, and then some comments like, "Oh, I like you better with your weave." Like that's not really nice. So that's not a great advice to give any woman of color to put a weave in or or wear contacts. The best advice I'd ever received um, is really where, like, where you come from does not determine how far you can go in life. And that is like my life motto. I really believe that. Sticking to advice, Manguko and Salami is all about uh, love and romance. That's just a chord that this group hit. Before we got uh, a, a mental wellness podcast that's doing really well, uh, and that was actually the pride of my career, but this podcast is brand new. We have specialists coming on. They've been asking all kinds of questions, like what's the appropriate time to date? What are red flags to watch out for in relationships? And so, um, what would Elaine say is good advice for early years dating? I love this question <laughs> because I'm a youth pastor, so they love to talk about this. I, we um, we pastor a youth group, me and my fiance, um, and they're all in middle school. So I always say that the best time of my life was when I was single because that is when you grow the most, you learn the most about yourself and you just, it is the, your single time is the best time because that is where you lay the foundation of where your life is gonna go. And if you really just like focus on bettering yourself, um, focus on finding your purpose because it is really hard to do that in life. A lot of people live life, they come into the world and they die without finding their true purpose. Um, and when you do find your purpose and then opening the door to date and ha finding someone whose purpose aligns with yours, that is the best. You can have like a really amazing life in purpose with someone whose uh, their purpose also aligns with yours. So I knew you as a young science um, person. I knew you as a young nerd. I knew you uh, exploring uh, beauty early on. Uh, I know so many different things about you. I had never really seen your spirituality side and before I get back to you and then you, I want to um, I want to find out what's your purpose. Oh, my gosh. OK, so I really believe mine is um, it's for sure through the entertainment industry, because I know that my gift is connecting with children um, because I'm just always I always end up being in those surroundings. And I feel like your purpose is linked to what people always tell you, like people always say. Like, wow, you're really, you're really tall. Like, you could be a model or, like, uh, you could be on TV. You just, oh, I was always told that my life. And I was like, oh, thank you. Like, that's random. And then once I discovered my, who I really, like, everything about me and what I love and my passions in that singleness time that I was single, I learned that, wow, I, I really, really love watching movies. I love telling stories. And I feel like one of the passions... Uh, one of the the biggest purpose in my life is to help youth, especially disadvantaged youth. You're connecting the dots now because yeah. now it's like, all right. So I've got this. I've got this entertainment industry stuff from when I was really, really young, doing stuff with Pasa in Providence, and that can be my vehicle to reach so many yeah. more young people. What was your follow up? My follow up was honestly, I'll be honest, I forgot it, but I do have a question. Go ahead, shoot quickly. So, 
you were in modeling and you know beauty and all that how has that fashion like helped stylize your fashion choices and the way you dress i really like that so um with pageants it's really hard because you get a lot of opinions so i was starting to take people's opinions and i learned like no 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 no, no. like i'm in charge <laughs> Um, and I don't need to take anyone's opinion. Um, so I started kind of just with it, the way that it helped me with my fashion sense, I guess, for better lack of words, is it just helped me find uh, out like what colors look great on me, shapes and textures. And I love bright colors because it's connected to my roots of the Dominican Republic. And I feel like your outfits really can you can express your personality through your outfits. And I, I really believe it so much that I, I put so much thought into it, like everything I, everything I wear. Um, and it's just made it even more fun. Just another way to, um, to express. And express yourself, yourself not yeah. themselves. I see your follow-up and I see you too. I'm gonna circle back to you and then your follow-up. Uh, what's your question for Elaine? Nice and loud, please. Oh, uh, this kind of two questions, but after you started like pageants and like and better you the industry to have like how you see yourself change or how other people see. Oh my gosh, yeah, I've changed so much. And when I was in middle school, I thought I thought I was ugly. This is I'm not making this up. Like I still can't believe it to this day. Like I thought I was ugly and it was because no one had really told me like you are so beautiful. You like I didn't have affirmations. No one gave me affirmations and when you don't do that, <laughs> it could everything else comes in. And I feel like with pageants, it just helped me to see myself in a different light. Like, oh, wow, being tall, there's an advantage of being tall. Like, being tall is not weird and awkward. Being tall is beautiful. Um, having dark skin is beautiful. So in being in pageants just helped me to embrace who I, what I, like, everything I was born with. That makes sense. What did she say that pissed you off? What? what? Dale is not here. See? That's what I was thinking. Uh, yeah. I was thinking that. Yeah, one of our students, uh, I think one of our students has a lot of area to grow just from this and making this connection. Uh, and she's been so amazing. Uh, what was your follow-up? Um, for your... I have Okay. Uh, nice and loud, please. What's your question for Elaine? Nice and loud. <laughs> um, has there ever been, like, beauty in the... No, no, not beauty. Drama in the beauty you know so he asked about toxicity earlier and then what kind of drama have you faced i think about creeps when i think about these shows <laughs> right first of all i dislike baby pageants so much because i feel like we're putting we're forcing them into an area where they they have to be concerned about beauty only yeah. moving forward but have you run into creeps do you want to finish your question i'm sorry go ahead nice and, yeah, love nice and loud like good but um i have actually I have two i think um so, what's the biggest drama you've like ever witnessed while you were in like the thing? I told you what I wanted to say. The pageant. And yeah. the second question is, like, which beauty pageant test or something like do you not really dislike because of like, well, whatever they be? So I really loved all of my sisters, my pageant sisters. The one thing I didn't like was the comment on Instagram. So Instagram wasn't really a thing in pageantry. They were very separate. But now, because the world is changing so fast, Instagram has become a big part of pageantry and it actually has done a, a, a lot of damage because people from all over the world are commenting 
rude comments and going back and comparing. So that was why I had to stay away. I chose to um, not look at the comments while during my reign, while competing for Miss USA, not look at the other girls because it just creates, uh, it could do a lot more damage mentally and to your confidence. So the toxicity is is mostly the anonymous a-holes online. Yes. And we're already very familiar with that. Uh, what did you want to add? Last, uh, last point, and then we're out of here. Yeah, so it's one quick thing then, uh, question. So back to the other conversation, I feel like a lot of people don't think about themselves enough, which is weird to say. I feel like selfishness is underrated when it comes to dating and just growing as a person. Mm -hmm. And then my question is, I see what's in that box, and can you tell me the story about that? What? What do you got in this, this box? My, audience can't see this Rhode Island crown and sash. So as soon as I won, they placed this on me, and they put this. Wait, can somebody me. here wear it? <laughs> yes. What? <laughs> I, I felt great. I felt too. Shit. I forgot the first half of your question. Uh, I didn't say great. What was the What was the first half? What was that? Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on, everybody. Sorry. Uh, we about to try on a sash and crown. This is what we about to do. But before we do. For the non-trolls, for the non-internet trolls, yeah. where should people go to learn more about you and your work? Where should my friend directors go to find oh you and cast you? Oh my gosh. So my Instagram, uh, Elaine Collado. All right. And I am also on IMDb. I also have an amazing talent manager. Tash Mosley Management. <laughs> um, and I am... I've, I've connected with a lot of casting directors already because I've been like pinned for shows and I've auditioned and then they like, keep bringing me in, but I'm not getting the role, but they keep bringing me in because they're trying to help me find a role um, because they are, they're just very supportive. So everything that I do with acting is through my talent manager. All right. Tash Mosley Management. Okay. That's where you go if you want to, and, and then her Instagram would be another place. Uh, my IMDb. <laughs> we owe you so much for starting Steambox, for being one of the founding members. You are a year uh, zero Steambox student, uh, always honorary. And the places that we have gone and the places that you have gone have been so beautiful over the past 10 years. Uh, we are so happy that we were able to circle back. Um, you had one more thing to add? Yes, where do you find a talent manager? Where do you find a talent manager? Yeah, like where were you go? Oh my gosh, uh, Google, email. Like I did a lot of emailing, a lot of, um, a lot of emailing um creating self tapes from home because that is essentially where you get that's how you get cast um and just googling and sending dms on instagram to like anyone like directors cast directors showrunners reaching out as much as possible. yes reaching out one of our students our audience can't see this one of our students is wearing the sash and crown do you feel pretty Yes, I've always been. You've always wow. been. Wow. <laughs> Elaine, you have been seen. Thank you so much for circling back with us. This has been another podcast with my Highlander homies. Highlander Steampunks, please say peace out to the world. Peace out. Oh,